Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, South Central Indiana News Network, IU women's basketball reporter Skip Daly talks with Sydney Parrish in part two of the three-part series featuring the transfers that have joined the IU women's basketball team this season. IU women's and men's basketball remains undefeated. The IU volleyball and football seasons come to an end. We will have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics. So let's talk sports. And we will start with 11th ranked Indiana men's basketball winning against Little Rock 87-68 and Jackson State 90-51 last week in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. In the Little Rock game Wednesday night, Ray Thompson 20 points, 8 rebounds, and played in the second half with a headband after taking an elbow to the head. Jalen Hood, Shafino 13 points, Jordan Geronimo 11 points and 5 blocks, Malik Renew 10 points, 6 rebounds in his first start, and Xavier Johnson 10 assists and 9 points. Indiana led 39-30 at halftime. Little Rock cut the lead down to six in the second half, but the Hoosiers used an 8-0 run in a minute and two seconds to put the game away as all 10 Hoosiers that played scored. Trace Jackson Davis, Anthony Leo, and Trey Galloway did not play due to injuries. In the Jackson State game Friday afternoon, Tamar Bates had 22 points and had his infant daughter in the post-game press conference. It is the second game she has been in the stands. Bates is from Kansas City. Xavier Johnson, 16 points. Trace Jackson Davis, 11 points. The Hoosiers had 49 bench points as all 11 players that played scored for the second game in a row. The Hoosiers had 23 assists and 10 steals and wowed the home crowd with 10 dunks. Indiana led 44-28 at halftime. Trey Galloway missed his third straight game and Anthony Leal his second due to injuries. The Hoosiers are 6-0 and host North Carolina at 9-15 in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on ESPN. And the Tar Heels were to be number one coming into the week, but they lost to Iowa State over the weekend in Portland, Oregon. So there will be a new number one when the polls come out. The Hoosiers also play at Rutgers Saturday at 4 on the Big Ten Network. Six-ranked Indiana women's basketball beat Auburn 96-81 and Memphis 79-64 in the Las Vegas Invitational that was held at the Mirage Hotel in Las Vegas. The games were played in a big ballroom with a floor put over the ballroom floor and many fans and media members are unhappy with the playing conditions including coach Terry Morin. That caused a big stir on social media, and IU announced that they will not be back at the Mirage after how they were treated during this tournament. In the Auburn game, Mackenzie Holmes had 26 points and 12 rebounds. She went 10-10 from the field and 6-6 from the foul line. Yardan Gerzon, 21 points. Sydney Parrish, 16 points off the bench. 
and Chloe Moore McNeil had 15 points that tied a career high. Sarah Scalia added 12 points, but the big story, Grace Berger played 1 minute and 14 seconds before leaving the game with a knee injury and just scored 2 points. She did not return as Indiana had 18 assists and 7 steals, led 51-39 to at half in the 51 points, the most points in a half this season for the Hoosiers. IU followed it up with Mackenzie Holmes scoring 27 points against Memphis. Garzon had 17.6 rebounds for assists. Scalia with 16. Sydney Parrish, her first start replacing Grace Berger in the lineup. 10.7 rebounds for assists. IU had 19 assists and hit 9 three-pointers. The Hoosiers 7-0 and will play North Carolina at home. Thursday, 6 o'clock in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on Big Ten Network, and they host Illinois Sunday at 2 o'clock. The Indiana football season has come to an end as Purdue beat IU 30-16 Saturday afternoon in Memorial Stadium. Purdue keeps the Old Oaken Bucket for the second year in a row and wins the Big Ten West Division and will face Michigan this Saturday evening at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship. IU ends the year at 4-8, and 2-7 in the Big Ten. The Hoosiers led 7-3 at half, but Purdue outscores the Hoosiers 27-9 in the second half. Jalen Lucas, 9 carries for 100 yards and a 71-yard touchdown run with 11.02 left in the first quarter. Starting quarterback Dexter Williams, the second, goes down in the second quarter with a right leg injury taken off on a stretcher and taken to Bloomington Hospital for further evaluation. Finished the game one for one for five yards and ran four times for nine yards. Charles Campbell hit a 28-yard field goal with 11.06 left in the fourth quarter to make it 17-10 after two Purdue touchdowns in the third quarter. Campbell missed one and had another field goal blocked. Purdue would score two more touchdowns and miss an extra point to make it 30-10 as Connor Bazelak found Josh Henderson on a 9-yard score with no time left to end the game. Bazelak finished 24 of 42 passing for 201 yards, a touchdown and an interception, and the Hoosiers ran the ball 44 times for 215 yards. But a very rough season for IU football. Just two wins last year, four wins this year, and a lot of questions coming in the offseason for head coach Tom Allen and his Hoosier football squad. Indiana University Volleyball beat Illinois 3-1 and lost to Maryland 3-2 in Wilkinson Hall. The Hoosiers end the season at 16-16 and 9-11 and in the Big Ten. They finish 8th in the conference after being picked 13th in the preseason conference. Nine wins for the first time in the Big Ten since 2010. IU had its highest place finish in the Big Ten since finishing tied for 7th in 2010. First time knocking off a top five ranked team in program history, winning at Ohio State 3-2, and won four Big Ten road matches for the first time since 2009. The Hoosiers beat Illinois 25-21, 25-23, 21-25, and 25-20. Candela, Alonzo Corsella, 17 kills. Morgan Geddes, 16 kills. Cameron Hayworth, 48 assists. And Paula Cerami, 28 digs. In the Maryland game, the Hoosiers lost in 5, 25-21, 25-10, 25-20, Won game four, 25 to 20, and then lost 15 to 8 in game five. Geddes and Alonzo Corsellis, 13 kills each. Maddie Saris, 12 kills. K. 
Kaylee Rammels broke five blocks, and Paula Cerami broke the Big Ten record for most digs in a single season with 353. An average of 1,366 fans came to watch Indiana Volleyball in Wilkinson Hall this season. The Hoosiers will graduate four players, including Cerami, Emily Fitzner, Haley Armstrong, and Ashley Zuloff, but have an experienced group returning for next season with Maddie Saris, Savannah Colheed, Morgan Geddes, and Cameron Hayworth. Indianapolis is to host the Women's Final Four March 31st and April 2nd, 2028 at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. It'll be the fourth time that Indianapolis has hosted the Women's Final Four, hosting in 2005, 2011, and 2016. UConn was the first team in 2016 to win four straight times, and of course that was Indianapolis, so... 2028, the basketball world will descend on Gamebridge Fieldhouse for the women's Final Four. The men's Final Four will be held March 31st and April 2nd, 2029 at Lucas Oil Stadium. The 10th time that the city has hosted the event, they hosted it in Market Square Arena in 1980, 1991, 2000, and 2006 at the RCA Dome. 2010 and 2015 at Lucas Oil Stadium. 2021, the state of Indiana hosted the entire tournament due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Mackey Arena, Simon Scott Assembly Hall, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and Lucas Oil Stadium were the host venues. And of course, Lucas Oil Stadium hosted the Final Four National Championship game. Indianapolis is also scheduled to host the 2026 Final Four. So again, Indianapolis, a great host city for college basketball and all big sporting events as everything downtown is within walking distance. So a great reward for the city of Indianapolis to host the college basketball world once again. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. In girls basketball, White River Valley beat Edgewood 62-48. Bloomington North beat New Albany 52-39. Bloomington South beat Jeffersonville 69-68. In boys basketball, Lighthouse Christian beat Washington Catholic 87-38. Bloomington North beat Bedford North Lawrence 57-55. Bloomington South beat Edgewood 52-36. Martinsville beat Edgewood 64-44. New Albany beat Bloomington South 44-43. In girls swimming, Edgewood beat Bedford North Lawrence 97-79. Boys swimming, Bedford North Lawrence beat Edgewood 104-19. Wrestling, Edgewood went 2-3 at the Edgewood Invite. One against Mount Vernon Posey 47-28 and Seymour 55-23. They lost to Jasper 41-35, Cascade 48-34, and Owen Valley 45-34. Bloomington North was 0-5, losing to Jasper 59-24, Cascade 59-27, Ben Davis 52-27, Mount Vernon Posey 46-36, and Floyd Central 54-29. At the football state finals in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Friday and Saturday. Friday in Class 2A, Evansville Modern Day beats Andran 20-10. Second state title for Modern Day and first since 2000. In Class 4A, East Central beat New Prairie 37-7. Third state title for East Central. Class 6A, Center Grove beat Carroll of Fort Wayne 35-9. 
third straight 6A title for Center Grove and fifth state title in school history. On Saturday in Class 1A, Indianapolis Lutheran beat Adams Central 30-13. to It is the second straight title for Lutheran, and they finished 15-0 for the second straight year. In Class 3A, Indianapolis Chittard beat Lawrenceburg 34-14. Chittard has a state record 16th all-time state championships, their third in four years, and 14th all-time in Class 3A since 1997. And in Class 5A, Valparaiso beats Whiteland 35-31. It is the second state title for Valparaiso since 1975. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, Skip Daly talks with IU women's basketball player Sydney Parrish. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is the 2022 Little 500 Women's Champion, Abby Teed from Melanzana Cycling, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. And we're back. You're listening to Talking Sports. This is Skip Daly. Nick, thank you so much for having me back. This is part two of our three-part series, Get to Know Your Indiana Women's Basketball Transfers. Last week, we featured Sarah Scalia. This week, the junior guard from Oregon 2020 Indiana Miss Basketball, Sydney Parrish, is back home and playing for the Hoosiers. I was able to catch up with Sydney just prior to the start of this year's basketball season. Skip Daly here with the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest today, Indiana native Sydney Parrish with the Indiana Hoosiers. Sydney, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. First off, how are you so far and how has your summer been? It's been great. Summer was amazing. Got to know the girls really well. Came in with a lot of new faces. So it's been good just connecting on and off the court, and everyone's finally healthy, so we're, we're looking really good. Well, that's great to hear. Just wanted to get to know you a little bit. Obviously, you're a recent transfer. You're one of three big transfers that the Indiana Hoosiers have picked up this year. Let's start with talking about you and, and your background. You grew up in Fishers, Indiana, and you were the 2020 Indiana Miss Basketball here in the state of Indiana. As a junior, you won the state tournament. Talk about 
your experiences growing up and your choice to become a basketball player and how it felt to succeed in, in some of those endeavors at a younger age? Yeah, definitely. I grew up in a basketball family. Uh, also grew up in Indiana, where I feel like everyone's born with a basketball in their hands. But just being surrounded by my family, who a lot of them played college basketball, and just the support from them, and just always loving the sport from a young age. I just kind of kept working hard and was always in the gym. And I think those accolades just kind of came along with it, with the hard work and just the support that I've had around me through high school with being at HSE, the great coaching staff and great players that I've been with. I mean, my junior year and we won the state tournament, it was, we had a really good team. We only lost to one team that year and they were an out-of-state team. So it was just a really fun year for us. Winning the state championship. As a Hoosier in in general, uh, being from the state of Indiana where basketball is just huge. Talk about that championship. Uh, I'll never forget it. It was amazing. We had such a good team. We bonded so well together. We played good together. Everyone knew their roles. It was just, it was perfect. Our head coach, Chris Heppenthal, he was an amazing coach towards us. But it was an experience that I'll never have again. Like one of those, it was so much fun. I miss the girls every day. And now we're all playing at the Division One level, college level, and succeeding on our own journeys now. So it's, it was amazing. And from there, you were obviously highly recruited as a Division One player. Of course, in that junior championship team that you played on, you, you had a double-double in the final game. Your father, uh, of course, uh, developed a relationship with Coach Morin at a pretty young age. Was that due to your father's involvement with basketball, or, or how, did that, how did that come about? Uh, I think a little bit. I know when Coach Morin got the job, um, my dad just loves watching college basketball anyways. I didn't even, he didn't know if I was going to ever be even recruited to play college basketball. So he was in town for work and just wanted to stop by and watch practice and stuff like that. So they just kind of formed that relationship, just Coach Morin and the staff being really welcoming and open for people to come and just enjoy a practice. And then I think that they just kept an eye on me. And once I started getting some looks at other places, we started building that relationship. Even though you were heavily recruited by IU, you decided to head out West for, turns out, for the first two years of your collegiate career. Talk about that decision to go out to Oregon. I mean, I went in with some really, really close friends that were in my recruiting class. I had known them prior to going to Oregon. So I think that was a really easy transition for me, just going in with friends that I've known for a while still best friends to this day. But I was never homesick. I, I know it was far away, but I am a lot happier to be closer to home, even though I never got homesick at all. It was far away. And I think my freshman year being our COVID year, it kind of stirred some stuff up. And it was really challenging to see my friends and family. My parents couldn't come to any games that year. Being in the Pac-12, they didn't allow family or friends. So I didn't see them until the NCAA tournament in San Antonio which I really didn't get to see him. Saw him from a distance from the balcony of my hotel room. But still, it was it was good to finally see them at the end of the year. So your first two years out in the Pac-12, talk about the Pac-12 as a conference and some of your experiences playing with such a, you know, a storied franchise here in, in the last uh, several years with Oregon having incredible success. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Oregon had great success. The years prior to me coming in with Sabrina and Ruthie and Satu and stuff. So I was kind of excited for that tradition there. 
I mean, my freshman year, the two teams in the championship game, the NCAA tournament, were Arizona and Stanford, who we played both time, like two times that year. Last year, we played Stanford twice. I mean, it was really good competition. It was amazing competition. Uh, lots of great players in that league, but it was nice to be able to come back home to the Big Ten, where I know lots of girls that play in the Big Ten and have been friends with them and from my hometown and stuff like that. So it'll be good because I know a lot of the girls that play in the Big Ten. And now, as they say, back home in Indiana. Talk to us about how it feels to don the cream and crimson at Storied Assembly Hall. It's amazing. It's great. I love, I think we're practicing an assembly today. But like I said before, it wasn't too real until we finally started practicing an assembly. Uh, I grew up going to lots of games there. My family has season tickets for the men's games. So it's, it was really surreal just being able to finally step out on that court and start playing for the first time. But it's been amazing with the staff and the team, and it's been a really fun experience so far. Now, Coach Morin has really done an exceptional job of building this program over the last nine years. She's also helped to develop a culture. Of course, Tyra Buss years back and Amanda Cahill were part of that at the ground level, Ali Patberg. And right now we have two of those starters from last year's team returning, all Americans, Grace Berger and Mackenzie Holmes. They talk about the culture of the IU women's basketball program time in and time again. Talk about what you've experienced and seen as part of this culture. I don't think you understand it until you are a part of it. Because people say that programs work hard and they have hard practices and, you know, which I believe, but nobody will work harder inside the lines from our nutrition to our conditioning to our practices to our film sessions than we do and I think that's something that you need to know before somebody comes in here and it's kind of just been passed down through everyone like Grace and Mackenzie expect us to be the same way and we expect like when they graduate we're going to expect the freshman next year to understand it so it's just kind of been passed down I think it did start with the Tyra Buses, the Brenna Wise, the Amanda Cahills, Allie Patbergs and it's just been passed down and I think that Coach Morin and the staff has done a great job recruiting people and having them know that that's the expectations here and it's a culture. And I think it's actually won lots of games for them and built something really special here. This year, with both you and Sarah being on the team, it opens up a whole new opportunity for perimeter offense. Talk about how your role in this offense is going to demonstrate some, some differences from what Hoosier Nation has seen over the last few years. Yeah, I think with the additions of like me, Sarah, and Yarden being able to give that three-point threat, I think it opens up the floor so much more for Mackenzie and Alyssa on the inside and for Grace Berger to be able to attack and get her little mid-range jumpers like she always does. So I think it just spreads the court so much more and gives more of a threat from the outside, which will hand-in-hand help our other players like Mackenzie and Grace. So I think it's going to be it's gonna be great for us and great for them. We've witnessed here at Assembly Hall, the women's program growing. With that, the fan base is getting larger and larger. We saw Assembly Hall filled up for Hoosier Hysteria just a couple of weeks ago. How exciting was that for you? It was really exciting. I just got goosebumps when you said that. Um, I've gone to a couple of Hoosier Hysterias before. I can definitely say that was the most fun one. First of all, I was in it, so I wasn't just watching. And I just got to feel the atmosphere. I haven't felt that while being on the court. 
So it was just good, like, knowing we have the support from Hoosier Nation on our back, and it kind of just made us really excited for the year to come. Of course, coming from the Pac-12, playing for the last couple of years, you're used to a tough schedule, as you mentioned. A couple of those teams were in the national championship games. The competition that IU has been facing early in the season is intense. How do you feel right now walking into this year's schedule where you have a number of of top 20 teams that you're going to be facing? Yeah, I think it's going to be really good for us. I mean, what, like our second, third game of the year, we're playing Tennessee, who's a top five team in the country. I think it's going to prepare us for the rest of the year and kind of a little wake up call like, hey, this is this we're here, we're ready to play and just put our name on notice for everyone to see. So it's going to be good for us. I think it'll set us up for a good Big Ten run. All right. Well, Sydney, I want to thank you so much for your time. Before we get going, I'm going to give you the opportunity to share any thoughts or feelings with Hoosier Nation. They they want to hear from you. They want to know who you are. They're very anxious to see you out on the court wearing a home jersey. So go ahead and, and talk about whatever you have to uh, share with, with the fans. I'm just very excited for the season to start. We're a really, really special group and just ready for all these fans to come in and watch us. We have a great men's team and a great women's team. And I think people people need to start noticing how great our women's team is getting here. And I'm really excited to just see Assembly packed this year and uh, go on our runs. All right. This is Skip Daly with the South Central Indiana News Network with Indiana University women's basketball player Sydney Parrish. Recent transfer. We are so excited to have you on the team. You're the only player on the team this year that's actually from Indiana. So that makes it extra special for us. So thank you so much for being part of this exciting season. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. My thanks to Sydney Parrish and Skip Daly for being my guests this week. Be sure to join us for the third and final part of the IU Women's Basketball Transfer Series next Monday night when Skip talks with Alyssa Geary. In IU Sports Wednesday, men's basketball hosts North Carolina at 9.15 in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on ESPN. Thursday, women's basketball hosts North Carolina at 6 p.m. in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on Big Ten Network. Friday, women and men's swimming host Cincinnati at 2 o'clock. Men's basketball at Rutgers at 4 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Sunday, women's basketball hosts Illinois 2 p.m. on Big Ten Network+. Plus. Wrestling is going up against Drexel at 2 o'clock in Binghamton at 4 o'clock in the Garden State Grapple in Newark, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us this evening and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.